Radio. The readings this weekend speak about the issue of vocation. We have in that first reading from Isaiah someone who is struggling with God's call. Isaiah, in this vision that he receives, is confronted by the holiness of God and he becomes acutely aware of his own sinfulness, that he is wretched, that he is a man of impure lips. And God, through this seraph, touches this coal to his lips and takes the sin away, purges him of this sin. And after that sin is purged, God says, whom shall I send? Who will be our messenger? And it's then that Isaiah is able to respond. Here I am, send me. So one message we can take from that for our own vocation, our own answering of God's call is, sin gets in the way. We need to address sin in our life if we want to clearly hear God's call. Because sin is a bit like static in the radio. You know, if you want to tune in to a particular station, you have to get the right frequency. And if it's a bit off, you get this fuzzy noise. You can't really hear what the person is saying or singing about. And that's what sin does to us and God's call. We can't really tune in to God properly when we have sins which we need to get rid of. And that's why if we want to know what God is asking of us, one of the best things we can do is address sin. One of the best things we can do is go to confession, go to the sacrament of reconciliation. Let God's mercy wipe your sin away. Because when we do that, we are treading the path of holiness. And that's what it's all about, really. Our vocation, whatever it is, is always a call to holiness. Our particular vocation will always become clearer the nearer we get to holiness. So that's one perspective that we get from Isaiah. Then the Gospel gives us another angle on the same subject. Peter a professional fisherman has been working hard all night long and has caught nothing. And then Jesus, who shows no evidence of having much experience of fishing, says to him, put out your nets into deep water. You can almost imagine the interior groan that was in Peter as he thought, what? That's going to be useless. And yet... Peter, even if reluctantly, obeys the Lord. And when they bring in that mighty haul of fish that's so big that it almost brings two boats to sink, when they bring in this mighty haul of fish, it's as if, it's as if Peter, like Isaiah, encounters God's greatness, God's holiness in the person of Jesus and it humbles him and like Isaiah 
he too is acutely aware of his unworthiness, of his sinfulness and his inadequacy. Leave me, Lord, I'm a sinful man. But Jesus then says something that's perhaps a bit unexpected. Jesus says, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. From now on, it is men you will catch. What might Peter be afraid of? Why does the Lord say that to him? Well, because sometimes we're afraid of ourselves. Sometimes we're afraid of our own weakness, our own sinfulness. We feel that we're unable to follow God's call because of something in our life that's holding us back. Maybe Peter had a bit of a premonition of his own denial that would happen. But Jesus, who knows all about that, who knows all things, says, do not be afraid. And I think that's because God's plans are the most important thing. God's call is the thing that we all have to focus on. Not our own perceived adequacy, not us thinking that we are fit for the task, that we're up to it. Because to be honest, who feels up to the task that we're asked to take up by the church? Who feels up to proclaiming the kingdom of God in word and deed? Who feels up to sharing the good news of Jesus Christ with our co-workers, our families and our friends? And yet that's not the important thing. The important thing is the call of God. And we know we have the benefit of hindsight that Jesus is going to do amazing things with Peter. That Peter, this poor, fragile fisherman, is going to be the rock on which Jesus builds his church. That he's going to heal through Peter. There's a passage in the Acts of the Apostles where it says that people were just trying to get into Peter's shadow because they knew that if they did, they would be healed of their illness. Jesus is going to convert many people through Peter. Peter is going to begin this amazing worldwide church, which is still here today with more than a billion people in it. And all of this is possible because Jesus, despite his imperfections, despite his unworthiness, says yes. He allows God to use him. And what do they do? What's their response to that call of God? It's to leave everything, to leave everything, to leave their nets, it tells us. It doesn't mention the fish, but we assume it means the fish too. Everything, that huge catch just left at the side like it's not important because there's only one thing that matters and that's the voice of the master that's the voice of Jesus Christ so we need on one hand to deal with sin as Isaiah does to have it purged from us 
to be able to hear the call of God clearly. And yet on the other hand too, we can't allow ourselves to be dragged down by it. We can't dwell on it in an unhealthy way. We can't dwell on our unworthiness because we're all unworthy. We need instead to be preoccupied with Jesus Christ and be preoccupied with his call. That's the primary thing. Saint Catherine of Siena once said that if you become who you are meant to be, you will set the world on fire. And believe it or not, that's true of everybody sitting in this church. Even though you feel like you're the least, you know, least expected person to set fires on the earth. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's about the power of Jesus Christ. It's about God's power operating through us. All we need to do is to give the Lord our yes our cooperation because he won't force himself on us and if we despite our skepticism despite our reluctance can say yes just like Peter did then God will do amazing things through us as a free not-for-profit service Cradio requires the support of people like you to help keep us going in our mission To donate, visit cradio.org.au slash donate.